0: I recently did a solo talking about seven year cycles and my own journey over the past seven years and who I've become and who I've unbecome because we're always who we are. You know, that sounds obvious, but often it is hidden under layers of programming and conditioning of what we're supposed to be and supposed to do, supposed to think how we're meant to operate in the world based on our family systems, our culture, maybe our religious beliefs, or just whatever we've been taught is virtuous. One of the big lessons for me, and a lot of you are probably in the States or the UK, or you have a similar cultural background to me probably, where you've been taught that hard work is a virtue and I talk about this a lot, I come from cowboy culture, where it's all about the grind, and it's about being independent and self-made, and if you're not doing it, no one will do it for you. And I was raised with that, you know, sort of five generations deep from Wyoming. You know, we built that state, we built this, this city. That sounds like a, a song I'm not going to sing. <laughs> oh man, I just dorked out on the mic there. But I really want to drive home that point of what's your relationship with ease? It might be an uncomfortable question. What's your relationship with rest? But ease being, can you let things be easy? Or do you have to always make things hard? Do you always have to think, I don't deserve this, I haven't worked hard enough? Or I am always a work in progress, I always need to be developing or working on something? Or maybe in a relationship, and this is a flaw I have had certainly in past relationships where I'm like, well, there's always something you can be improving. And that's because it's how I treated myself. And you can't treat anyone else any differently than you actually treat yourself. So if you look at your relationships, if you look at your work, your, maybe your partnership, your relationship with your kids, they're all going to be some level of reflection of how you treat yourself and how easy you think things can and should be. So if you're always like pushing people to be better or expecting them to be better, look at how you treat yourself. Because I can honestly say I've treated my friends and partners better than I've treated myself. But also, I've always been some level of perfectionist (laughs) in a lot of my relationships. No, not a lot. Every single one of my past relationships. And it wasn't until really recently that I realized how devastating that is. You know, it's hard to be with somebody who's really type A and who can never relax about their need to work hard and improve themselves and improve their lives. And so I can honestly say my last relationship was my best in large part because I had started to learn the value of ease and the the lie, the programming that if you don't work hard, good things can't happen to you. And in fact, I've found it to be completely the opposite. When you stop trying hard, you leave room for magic and abundance and gifts and wonderful things you could not have foreseen because it's just outside what you can imagine happening to you because you couldn't possibly work hard enough to have the amazing things that happen to you happen. And so as I've learned to let things be easy, It's a message I'm quite evangelical about. And in fact, I recently started doing coaching sessions, offering coaching sessions to somebody who approached me and asked me to coach them. This is happening a lot to me lately. Without ever becoming a coach, I suddenly have like eight coaching clients in the past three months. This is how my life works, by the way, and this is completely related to ease. When you just focus on doing the things that come naturally to you and make you joyful and make you happy and that feel like play, strange things start to happen you become more magnetic and people go oh, i want some of that in my life and so i've not advertised being a coach i'm not officially even a coach but people have started to ask me to coach them which is pretty bloody amazing because i know how to do this it's it's natural for me it comes out of me quite easily and you know just even my toolkit of exercises that i have to pull on when i am like all right let's do an exercise on what are your existential kinks? What are the things you think make you miserable that you actually love? That bring you some sort of weird kinky pleasure, like being a martyr, etc. But one of the exercises is what do you make hard for yourself and why? So it's kind of related to like it's an existential kink. What pleasure do you get out of the grind? What pleasure do you get out of like oh I have to work hard at this? Or, oh, look at how exhausted I am. I must be virtuous. You know, like, what's, okay, what's your relationship with ease? I'm asking. Think about it. When I say, ah, just let it be easy, what's your gut reaction? What's your mental reaction? Does it make you uncomfortable? Can you accept that? Or are you just like, whoa, ease is uncomfortable. I can't just take a nap. I can't just let things go to hell in my life because I'm not. Working at them. Is that really what's going to happen if you let things be easy? I'm just going to leave that one hanging because it's been a personal experiment of mine. And I can tell you from experience if you take your hands off the steering wheel, you'll find life is really a self driving car, actually. And often, no, 100% of the time, if you take your hands off the wheel and stop thinking you're steering that car, it's going to take you in amazing places. You hadn't even known existed. So, as I've learned this lesson of ease, it's become kind of a mantra. And like I I said earlier, I'm kind of evangelical about this. What's the worst that could happen if you decided to take a week and make things as easy as possible? First of all, start to pay attention. Maybe as you lead up to a week of ease, pay attention to your narratives. What do you think should be hard? What do you like making hard? Because it allows you to be like, right, I've got this, or here we go again, but watch me go. I'm at my best in a crisis. What is your relationship to struggle? What makes you feel good about struggle, or hard work, or whatever it is you call it? Figure out what you call it. It might not be struggle or hard work, but it might be something else. Just What's the opposite of ease in your life? What's the vocabulary for that? What are the contexts for that in your life? Just start to notice. Maybe take a week and just start to like record some notes in your phone or write it down. What's my narrative around ease? What's my relationship with things that are hard? Is it tied to my my value? Is it tied to my identity? Give yourself some grace as you ask yourself these questions and remember we have been programmed hardcore by our societies by the system of capitalism and by patriarchy which equates value with how hard you work with what you do not who you are so i mean patriarchy crushes everything basically it's all about like what you do what you can produce as a good little soldier as a good little worker and it's not about who you are as a human being the beauty of your instincts The beauty of your creativity. You know, it's why we live in a society where investment bankers are millionaires and artists can't afford to be artists. Honestly, it's directly related to that. Because what do artists do? They create things that allow us to feel. They create things that often are just for the sake of beauty. They are here to birth beauty into the world, they are transmitters of beauty and ideas. And things that expand us and make us feel and allow us to be more human, more fully human, but we don't value that. So give yourself a little bit of grace, cut yourself some slack. if you discover in questioning what your relationship with ease, and, conversely, with hard work, with hardship, is. Because that programming runs deep, our society's narrative around hard work and the grind versus ease, is toxic. You know, like nobody celebrates. I'm so proud of my kid. They're so good at taking care of themselves and taking naps when they need to. And they only work part time so they can just spend time with themselves. You know, like psh, that is not what mothers go to family birthday parties and brag about. <laughs> if you're like me, I had an uncle who would always come with his kids like report cards and everybody wants to report on how well their kid is doing and how much they're earning and all of that. And we're programmed by that. So then if you're up for, The assignment. Maybe take a week of prescribing yourself ease, like it's your homework, you know, scheduling naps or scheduling a date night with yourself. This is literally what I have done. Monday nights are sacred Betsy date nights. I don't schedule anything for Monday nights unless it's something that is a treat to me. So, like maybe there's a yoga class I want to go to, or I go to the movies or I don't do anything, or I lie in bed and paint my toenails, or whatever, or I get a pedicure and let someone else paint my toenails. But sacred Betsy date night, maybe I take myself to dinner, maybe I make myself dinner, and it's a delicious meal, you know, like, that is ease for me. And it's a beautiful way to start a week, but it's scheduled in. It's now a standard thing in my calendar. So even when I was in a relationship, like Monday nights, non-negotiable Betsy date night. And it was great. My partner knew nope, don't call, don't ask for anything on Mondays, and actually really respected that, I think, about me. I also scheduled in naps when I was getting to grips with ease, with being more easeful, with being more comfortable, taking care of myself, frankly, because particularly in the summer months here where I live in Spain, it's brutally hot, and I just run out of gas by about 2 in the afternoon, and so I just need to schedule downtime. And maybe then I bounce back and I want to do a little more work or something at night, but it got me in a habit. Maybe you need a Saturday morning to yourself, but like schedule in these moments of ease. And I challenge you if you're like, I have kids, I have a job. Yeah, I get that. But also, I work with people in creating these moments of ease in their day, living life more mindfully, more consciously. You are not a machine and you can find ways to. Be more in control of your schedule, the demands on you. You teach other people how to treat you. Remember that. So even if it's changing the default settings in your calendar so that your meetings give you five minutes between meetings and you never overrun. You just say at the beginning of a meeting, I have a hard stop at, name the time. You get up, you stretch for five minutes, you get a drink of water, you go pee. That is inserting moments of ease into your life. And if you do have kids, your kids are not awake 24 hours a day. And I know this is a harder sell, maybe, but because we've been taught, you know, parenting is martyrdom, especially mother. But is that good for you? And also, is that good for your kids to see you just never allowing yourself ease? Because what narrative are you modeling for them? And I know that's a tricky one. And I, I totally understand. I have many, many friends who are parents who are mothers. And I know parenting is hard work, especially when they're little. And these are little, little humans literally relying on you for survival, but there is going to be a way to look for ease. And maybe you're going to be the person who has the breakthrough idea that helps all your other parent friends. You're like, I know we're all busy. I know we're all stressed. But I found this one way of creating ease in my mind, even when my kid is like throwing themselves on the floor or whatever. Make it your mission because you are creative enough to find a way if you want to find a way if you get out from under the narrative that you can't. So, call bullshit on that narrative and find a way. Whatever the stress is in your life, whatever the schedule, finding ease is a choice. I'm going to stick with my guns on that one. Finding ease, creating ease in your life is a choice. Because I could be like, I'm self-employed. If I'm not working all the time, I'm not earning. Yeah, but, by inserting more ease, by doing this project of stepping away from the grind, of creating a life of ease, I am so much more productive when I do work. I'm trying to eliminate the word "hard" from my vocabulary and my reality, because when I work but don't work hard, my brain is more switched on and able to be creative and strategic and effective. And I've talked about it in past episodes. I talk about it all the time in my work when I work with leaders and teach them how to not stress and what that does. When you are stressed, the smartest part of your brain shuts off. The more stressed you are, the more you're in lizard brain, primal brain, the bit that just is fight, flight, survival. So you're just bouncing off things, executing, firing away, reacting. You're not even at your best. So the more at ease you can be, the more effective you will be. The smarter, literally, the smarter you will be. The other fun fact about your frontal cortex, I've said this in a past episode, I'm pretty sure, is that there's this little bit on the left, slightly to the left in your frontal cortex that is the part of the brain that is responsible for manufacturing joy and happiness. What a cool fact is that. So the more at ease you can be, the more online that part of your brain can be, and the more capable you are of joy and happiness. Now, if that isn't an incentive, I don't know what is, because who doesn't need more joy and happiness in their lives? And let everything I've just said wash over you, let go of whatever you need to let go of, hang on to whatever you want to hang on to from what I've just said. But let it be easy. Let things be easy. Maybe write that down, because it is a letting. Let things be easy. And then watch what happens stick it on your mirror, say it to yourself in the morning, create moments of ease in your day. Let things be easy. So let's take three breaths together. Big inhale through the nose, out through the mouth. Two more of those. Final breath. Ah, And just let things be easy because they can be if you let them be good luck. I hope you do the homework. Let me know how you get on in creating a week of ease, and then maybe a life of ease. Thanks for getting uncomfortable with me. If you enjoyed this episode, follow and like the discomfort practice wherever you listen to podcasts, leave me a five star and written review, and share this with other people. Help me to reach new audiences with this idea that consciously practicing discomfort helps us to individually and collectively discover our superpowers and create a society and a planet where everyone can thrive thank you so much to my guests all season go back and listen to a few more episodes to hear more of them they are wonderful humans doing amazing things in the world thanks to my team who helped me produce this podcast and for those who inspire me through their writing, their conversation, and their support. So that's all from me for now. Follow me on Instagram at Reed if you want to get to know me a bit better, some of my thoughts, and in the meantime, stay uncomfortable.